0: And Welcome to In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek discovery podcast where we will be discussing episode 11.
1: Future made of perpetual infinity seems to be governed by this AI control we have.
0: Oh my god. Stop. Please stop. Oh. And as always, I am. Okay. One of you, and always, as always, I am. As I am one of your hosts, Kevin, joined by Ethan, <sighs> having right. fun with audio today. Do you have it out of your system.
2: Yes. So here we are. We've returned.
0: That was, of course, Jimarqua's virtual insanity.
2: Mm-hmm. Change to perpetual. Perpetual infinity. owl, watch out. Oh boy.
0: Anyway, so um, so what do we got? Three left. Yep. Three episodes left, and this is getting exciting. Things are beginning to come together a little bit for me.
2: Yeah, I this Um, was an episode I really liked. mm -hmm. Not for any big reason, more just it was a solid episode. I think it kept its focus was smaller than it's been recently. Right. It focused really on two things. It focused on Spock and Michael, and Michael and her mom. Right. Oh, and then control taking over Leland. Yes. But... (laughs) Well, it kind of did that last week, but... Yeah, I just think that it kept it to the characters that we know. It didn't try to do too much. Like, I think they've been doing recently Mm -hmm. with, you know, bringing in Arium. and...
0: Well, they've uh, exploited um, the Red Angel a little bit more, and we've gone... We've been able to get a sense of what um, (laughs) Dr. Burnham... Gabrielle Burnham, I think her first name was? Mm -hmm. but Dr. Burnham was able to do, and... um, I tweeted this out when I was, you know, during one of the commercial breaks, but I was saying that now I was beginning to see where uh, Calypso, I think, maybe comes into play. Explain. Well, Calypso's a thousand years... Well, it's only because Calypso is a thousand years in the future. The short track we're referring to uh, is a thousand years in the future. And then Burnham's mom was uh, trapped 950 years into the future. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really all I have to go by, but
2: okay, well, roughly the same I time.
0: wonder if that's some kind of <clears throat> right. uh, coincidence there. But um, it's interesting to me that she went into the future, and now whenever she wherever she travels to, she eventually gets pulled back to where she came from.
2: Right. It's yeah. it's an interesting thing that I try not to think too hard about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that I don't know if that time period has anything um, special about it.
2: But, right, because she came from in one time period originally, so why she wasn't pulled back to the, that time period? That was impressive. I don't
0: remember if they said why she ended up... I'm assuming it was just by, by accident, winding up 950 years in the future.
2: I think so, yeah. She thought she was just going away, I believe. Right. No, she said she was going before the...
0: She said the she was going to go attacked. back just before they attacked, correct. Yeah. And then... So not somehow this. she lost
2: control of it. Kind of like one Samuel Beckett, played mm-hmm. by um Captain Archer
0: yes so 900 yeah so 950 years in the future which means that she can only remain enough you know in the present time for so much before she eventually gets uh ooh, before she eventually gets uh pulled back to um to that time so
2: but they have a containment field temporarily keeping right her. but I like that
0: they said we're playing like we're basically playing tug of war with the universe right now oh yes yeah
2: yes so then we get the introduction of Dr. Burnham mm. Which, it's interesting because this is supposed to be the answer to all of our questions. And it's really the answer to very few of our questions.
0: No, I mean, we. what I was really hoping for was when they were going through um, her logs to see where she went. I was, I was hoping we'd get a little bit more of an answer on uh, New Eden and Terilisium. Mm-hmm. But we really didn't. No. No. It's okay. I, but I'm... It's okay, I guess, but I still want to know how that fits into the greater yes. scheme of things. But I, I'm beginning to think that, you know, maybe her going into the future was, again, a mistake. And I feel like maybe the New Eden thing could have been her, like, trying to figure out how to use this thing. And maybe she, you know, I don't know. Like, like maybe it's not really tied to much. It was just like, oh... Uh, Okay, maybe I guess I can do this or something like that. I don't know. Trying to assess what it is she can do. Experimenting. Can Experimenting. I, can kind of. I save people? Can I save... Right. Which... And if that's but, what it is, that's fine. However... Disappointing, but that'd be fine.
2: I don't know if it's explained and I missed it, but if she's able to choose where she goes, mm-hmm. once she figured things out, why didn't she go? actually go back to minutes before the Klingons attacked? I don't think it's ever explained why she never did that. Because even if it took her six months to figure out how to do it she still could have done it
0: right i mean i would think that the first thing that she did was be able to go back to the point that she left right i would assume she would stop there one would think yeah i mean she clearly comes off as a person who was like ravaged by time yes but
2: she's able to go and see michael's graduation michael's everything that happens to michael so she seems like she can control
0: it albeit briefly i assume i mean we don't know how long she could stay well, that's true, yeah.
2: But she could have showed up, killed the Klingons before they got into the house. Oh well, time travel always leads a bunch of what ifs. So putting too far well, down their road. But, I would,
0: but you, you but the thing is, you kind of you do raise a good point. I mean, she. It's not like she has to. We when we saw the way she was able to kind of resurrect Michael, I mean, I would assume she's got something equally powerful as a weapon. And it doesn't seem to me that she needs a whole lot of time to make a huge difference in the place she goes to. So I would assume that, yeah, I mean, she—I I would make the leap that if she goes back to the time when the Klingons arrive, she should be able to do something.
2: Yeah, if she was able to move New Eden from one planet to another, she could have at least moved the Klingons from one planet to another.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I don't. I don't know. And I was. I and the thing I was thinking about the other night, too, after I watched it was, you know, they were saying, like, you know, our few, they're basically trying to tell us that, you know, our, we're in trouble, the future is, you know, it could mean the deaths of millions of people and whatnot. Every, um, every, 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 every uh, sentient life as it is. But the thing is, like, I don't know if I get the sense, like, that to me doesn't feel imminent just yet. No? No, like, I don't feel like, th- I mean, in a way, I feel like they're kind of oh, racing yeah. against the clock, but not really.
2: Oh, so like this is going to happen 20 years down the road, 100 yeah, like years this, down the like road.
0: Like, are we, you know, are we, is this supposed to be like weeks away or something like that or days away? I mean, I guess it's all depend. It's really all dependent upon how quick, I guess, really how quickly they get control of control.
2: Yeah. Maybe. It seems like maybe it's not imminent, but there will be a point that control is so powerful that they won't be able to defeat control, and then it's just a matter of time, mm. perhaps. But the interesting thing I thought was that for Dr. Burnham, who, by the way, is played by a wonderful actress who is from one of my favorite shows of all time, The Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does a great job. And I think it's very believable that she would be Burnham's mom. Yep. Yep. Um, she, to her, she's done this hundreds of times. Right. So to her... It's interesting when she, Michael tries to reach out to her. It's very emotional for Michael. It's not emotional to her because she's seen Michael die hundreds of times. Right. Or thousands of times. She's
0: maybe. just completely... So she doesn't even care. As I said, completely. she's somebody who's sort of ravaged by time. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. She, she, and not only that, but she's seen mm-hmm. herself fail. That's why once she realizes it's probably not going to work, she just says, just let me go so I can try again. Like she says, people are ghosts. You're a ghost to me. Yeah. Like I can tell you about your future, but you probably don't want to hear it.
0: This is reminding me of something I've watched, and I can't... I don't know if it was a previous Trek plot, or just, like, something about just, again, the idea of, like, somebody who has time traveled or has, you know, done things is a, it um, a million times over and over again, and they're just, like, they're so... Again, they're sort of, like, exhausted from the whole thing. Is it, um... What am I thinking of? Uh, mud? No, I, I can't think of... But, like, I, I think it was... Because I think it's the attitude, right? When, her mo- when the mother says, "I've seen you die hundreds of times," mm. like we've had this conversation, like we've had this conversation before, like I, yeah, hundreds of times. And it's like, not going to matter unless we actually defeat control. Yeah, I-, I feel like I've seen this before. I just can't think of you know maybe it is a Trek episode or something like that, but I- not the mud one. But no, mud's maybe... not very emotional about. No. it. No, 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 no. But I don't know. I, I can't think of. Yeah. Mm. The point is, this is the point is for me this is not I mean ironically I feel like I've seen, I feel like I've seen this hundreds of times okay right yeah um, but uh you know and she reminds me of the class of some classic Trek villains I mean she reminds me of Soren from Star Trek Generations who was obsessed with time and you know he says and kind of like in her description of like you know when she says you know, time is savage, time is... Mm, it will know. defeat you every time. Yeah, it's like when Soren says, I'm sorry, Star Trek Hat, when he says to Bacard, he says, you know, uh, they say time is a fire in which we burn. You know, mm. things like that or you know, evoking the the Krennum from the Voyager episode, uh, Year of Hell. All of these sort of villains throughout the franchise that um, have... have uh, 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 you know been through time and have like been ravaged by time Um, yeah I mean it it definitely feels a little familiar to me Um, but cool nevertheless
2: yeah no I think it works Um, I like that sentiment because it's one everyone can relate to Mm -hmm. as people grow old we know that time does come for us all
0: yeah but um takes
2: away our hairlines
0: yes time comes for everybody's hairline except yours Thank you. Or no one would know. Or no one would know. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I don't know what I think about this Leyland thing. Like now, Leyland is basically control has assimilated. I'm trying. To avoid, uh, I'm trying <laughs> I know we're, we're going do, go to <laughs> discuss this. We're going to discuss this momentarily. Yes, but, but so Leyland um, has
2: been assimilated into control.
0: He's been taken control of by control. Made part or, of control, I which means... He's the, now in control. If you look up
2: the definition of assimilated, it means to make part of something else.
0: <sighs> um, But yeah, I love it. Yeah. Let me
2: say this. I love it. Because I don't like the Leland character generally. But yeah. the thing I really love is that this happened. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of see that Leland wasn't a total shit. He right. did kind of have a backbone. But Control pointed out, you have been able to operate from multiple truths. You were deceptive, you're a lying mm-hmm. person, and I'm going to take advantage of that. But the thing I love the most is that, um, George O knows something's up right away. Right. Because she says, Well, oh, you're awfully decisive, or whatever it is that she says. She recognizes that yeah. he's usually kind of a pushover, but right, he, right here, all of a sudden, he's barking orders, he's ordering people around, well, very was, clear what he wants done.
0: There was that moment sort of later on toward the end of the episode when the two, of when she was. She and him were fighting, you no know, physically fighting each other. And I thought to myself, is it okay that I like Georgia now?
2: Okay, yes. Yeah. Maybe, but here's my thing about that. Which I don't think was, she's going to do a full 8 We're jumping ahead, but yeah. So, one of the ways that Leland tries to manipulate Georgia, which I don't understand, we've talked about this before, and I think you disagree with me, is A, he says she's the most powerful woman in the universe, which I don't agree just because she can move around time. She doesn't really she, have control uh, of it Oh, being Dr. Burnham So Burnham, she tries yeah. to make her jealous of Burnham or something yeah. yeah. But then she says Plus, she has a devotion of her daughter Which you don't have I still don't believe that Burnham gives a crap About the devotion of Michael That L rather Gives a crap about the devotion of Michael hmm. Because you've said that she Has this feeling toward her And well, I feel what, that Well, what I said was Mirror that... Universe people don't have those emotions
0: well, what I said was um, that I think, you know, even though she's from a different universe and maybe her intentions are different, there are things that still parallel. Okay. And I think that relationships are something that can... You know, even though, like, their relationship, the nature of their relationship may be different. Yeah. They still have a... I'm talking, like, Mira Giorgio and Mirror Michael. Right. Like, even though they're in a different universe... And who knows, you know, the nature, again, the nature of their relationship could have been different, but they still had a relationship, and they were probably still, they still had a close relationship. See, that's where I can lose me, the close part. I
2: feel like all the relationships in the Mirror Universe are just transactional. Like- well, Giorgio he- raised Michael in the Mirror
0: Universe. Yeah, but it's the same circuit, the same kind of, it's it's parallel. Do you think there's maternal
2: and paternal love in the Mirror Universe? I don't.
0: Uh, maybe not as we perceive it.
2: Hmm. I just think that all they care about is what they can get out of a relationship even in raising it are probably like I will raise her and she will be strong and she will protect me or she will be strong and work for me hmm. I don't see that any of it comes from anywhere Like I I, I
0: strongly believe and not just sound corny mm-hmm. but I strongly believe they, they have it's one of those relationships that sort of that spans you know multiple universes I mean even in Mirror Mirror Kirk and Spock had a relationship the evil Kirk and evil Spock knew each other and
2: yeah they knew each other
0: but what I'm saying is like they worked together they had a yeah so I'm just I'm just saying I, I get that, it I get it
2: Yeah I just think I mean I see that that's the way they're going but I still t- don't like it But that's okay <laughs> that's I'm gonna right. roll with it Yeah um, but, but, um, but, I but I what do you think about that using that of Giorgio using that against her saying Doctor Burnham is more powerful than you and I know you can't stand that so help me to take her out
0: I, You know I I, I don't really. I didn't... Honestly, I didn't give it too much thought. Like, I didn't feel like he was trying to... Because I don't think he needs her for that. Like, I feel like he's almost you trying to use her to... But, like, I don't get why he would need her help. Because he's clearly... He's kind of all-powerful at the moment. So what does he need with her? Mm-hmm. Like, what would he need her to carry out for him? When he can just do it himself? I mean... Maybe because she
2: trusted by Burnham more than he is.
0: I mean, I think the only thing he needs is like, I it's just like, I need you to get me the data yeah, from the sphere. That's yeah, it.
2: why couldn't he just do it himself? Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, or why couldn't Control just assimilate uh, Leland, Giorgio, uh, Tyler? You know, they not really do it
0: one person at a time. Maybe this is
2: a super future computer
0: yeah it's 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 a good idea but yeah it's not clear it's not clear to me how, it's not clear to me to what extent um control has i mean i keep feel i feel like i keep making these puns here and i don't mean to it's not clear to me what extent to what extent control has can get control of how how far reaching <clears throat> its abilities are i guess is what i should say all right yeah
2: so to control an entity might be tough right at this point
0: but him like trying to use George to you know against uh, Dr. Bruno, I am not really I'm just like I, I don't know. Hmm.
2: Goes for it. It didn't
0: stick again, it didn't stick with me only because I know I knew that uh, Leyland there's just him being sort of inhibited by the controls AI is able to he he can take care of himself pretty well.
2: Yeah, but for some reason he needed Tyler and Giorgio. So you list them in its plot to mm. intercept as they upload the the um, sphere data mm-hmm. and I guess that actually brings us to the bigger plot that it was Dr. Burnham that planted the sphere data in the um, way of discovery so that discovery right. would find it and then protect it and that,
0: and, and that kind of answered a theory that I had was I wondered if back way back a couple episodes ago when we were discussing uh, just discussing red angel theories and I was at one point I speculated is the red angel um are we definitely heading toward a course for annihilation and is the red angel can the red angel only do so much like it can't directly interfere but it can just it can move things around to kind of try to steer us clear of this yeah and I felt like when she said that she was able to move the sphere in front of discovery I, I kind of felt a little vindicated
2: yeah and I also felt that we had a lot of questions about the sphere what happened sort of like what hell's this sphere where the hell did it come from and now we get that answered so that's good I was just surprised that the crew of Discovery didn't have more questions about the sphere
0: no but now we know well refresh my memory so what was the what about the sphere we found out where it came from
2: Uh, yeah so well Dr. Burnham put the sphere in Discovery's way so that they would stumble on it so that they would protect it from where I don't know well that's what I mean that's what, that's (laughs) what I'm saying so we still don't really know where it came from no you but know. at least we know, because we sort of wondered, like, why, what? Discovery suddenly has a sphere, yeah. But now we see it's been. I mean, it could have been one of those things.
0: Scenes. Yeah, I wonder if she could. I mean, maybe she she could have moved it from the future or something like that. Like, yeah, she had who the knows people of, of uh, Earth, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, and just put it in front of Discovery. But it was when they talked about um, putting the sphere data on the Red Angel and sending it so far into the future nobody would be able to find it. Yeah, that's when I that's when Calypso came to mind because they said nine hundred and fifty years and i thought to myself because you know i'm thinking about i'm thinking about how i'm already beginning to think about how do i think this season is going to end right and i thought to myself because they couldn't end up they couldn't delete the data from discovery it's because they said it's setting up all these firewalls and we can't actually do it so i thought to myself but was that like that was that was actually the date. So they may have to send Discovery itself into the future. Yeah, so i was saying, like, what if they end Love up it. deserting the ship and they end up like <laughs> we great. have no choice. We've got to move Discovery to the, ship to the future.
2: And then everybody goes and becomes members of the Enterprise crew, and then it becomes yeah. Star Trek Discovery slash Enterprise.
0: Uh, <laughs> or they'll just get the Discovery A or something like that. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's so it's gone, like, is, the, gone uh, is the spore technology, also.
0: Yeah. Because
2: Stamets has to go down with the ship because he has to do it somehow yeah. with the spores. The so only- he has to sacrifice himself bravely yeah. in a cloud of mushroom
0: dust. Well, my only question with that would be, because if you remember in Calypso, it seemed as if, even though Discovery was a thousand years into the future, hmm the it felt like the ship had been sitting there for a thousand years because there was you know there was some dust that had accumulated I remember, like, Kraft was like putting his hand on the consoles and like dust was flying yeah. up from everything like that and so
2: maybe it was only like 100 years. a well, I mean, hundred years.
0: Well, well, I mean if it's well, at the same time it's like well we send it nine hundred and fifty years in the future yeah. and it sat there for fifty years. Fifty years <laughs> <laughs> can couple, get a lot of dust too. Hell, true. A couple months. A couple of dust. A couple days. we don't... Yeah, um, so, so that could be the case. I mean, and and even for a Trek show because don't forget obviously Discovery is the name of the ship it's also the name of the show and so that would be a pretty radical thing to do if your your title ship is thrown into the future or you lose the name or you lose your ship right basically the ship that your show is named named after although you could say you know the show is also Star Trek Discovery it's like a journey of self-discovery or stuff like that like Mm. it's one of those things like you think it's over you mean saying huh you think that's
2: the last season that's what you just said that's not what I said. I know, but what... But it's
0: but they already said it's getting... It's already getting renewed for a third season. Right. Um, but you think it's going to lose the ship. Well, because what I was going to say was... You know, I remember there was a, a cliffhanger on Voyager. It was the second season cliffhanger. And it's actually one of my favorite Trek cliffhangers. It's the, the... These aliens take control of Voyager, the Kazon, and they leave the crew behind on this desolate planet. And that's the... And the crew watches the ship fly away from the surface. And that's the ending of the season nice and um and i but even then when i watched it cuz i watched that one originally i even knew then like well i know they're going to get the ship back because yeah. the name of the show was star trek voyager like there's no but drama aren't they here like, they all
2: voyagers
0: and the trick then was like okay well we, yes the audience knows that but, but plus we knew like, those
2: those shows never always return status quo exactly that era.
0: exactly but that's what i'm saying is that, but that's I'm using that to support my feeling that if Discovery did that, that'd be an insanely sort of radical thing to do, because, you know, I remember in DS9, they lost control of the station for a few episodes, but it's like, no, the name of the show is named after your setting, so you can't...
2: Yeah, I think you can in this day and age. I think it's Back then you,
0: could, you couldn't, now, yeah, yes. I think you that's, totally can. But that's why I'm saying Wouldn't for Trek, bad. it'd be a really sort of wild idea to do that kind of thing because yeah, it would be great yeah. i would love to
2: see that i don't think we will but i would love it and then you see like the diaspora of the crew that they have all go in different directions in starfleet yeah that'd be great
0: i don't know though. i'm hoping but here's the thing though like it, it could just be um i mean they could throw it in th- they could th- they could just throw it in th- think about it, though it doesn't, mean, it doesn't have to be permanent. They could just throw the Discovery into the future for a few days or something like that. Or just for whatever. Oh, and then and they eventually, eventually destroy and Control
2: and then bring it back.
0: Yeah, because when Kraft goes on board... Like, how cool would it be if, like, whatever Kraft did in Calypso, like, caused the evolved AI to get all kinds of fucked up and confused or something like that? I don't know.
2: Or he takes a key part and they can't get it back. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It would be dangerous to bring it back. Possibly, I mean... Knowledge is power. Right. And absolute power it, corrupts absolutely. Well, it, it so does not You make, can't have that power. It does
0: make me want to go back, because I, I should have. It makes me want to check out Calypso again, just to kind of see... See how that ended between Kraft and uh, the AI, Zora. I mean, if anything, it was definitely a foreshadowing of the season, because it was about an AI.
2: Very true. Very so,
0: true. um... And it was never really clear going in front of that how many like how those short treks were tied into the then upcoming season two. I mean, so far we've only gotten Saru's. We learn, mm-hmm. I mean, sort of because we learn a little bit about it, but it's not like the events you see of that episode don't are not like directly tied to the overall plot of this season. But right. you got
2: one episode d- cracks right. at least, right? And then Tilly, Tilly's yeah,
0: just Tilly. It was just Tilly's <laughs> with the um yeah with that little. Uh, princess or whatever which was like although it would have been cool if that was actually Meg she encountered on that episode who? Meg the girl that she was listening yeah totally that's what I just thought yeah
2: Yeah, maybe connected but I doubt it (laughs) right Um, so what we get out of this little plot that I like a lot is the little um, team up of Tyler and Giorgio Mm -hmm. because Giorgio realizes that For whatever reason, she can trust Tyler, probably because she knows Tyler has a thing for Michael and she's sort of been using that to manipulate him a bit. So she knows that she can get him on board to take out
0: the assimilated Leland. But what's cool to me is that they the people of Section thirty one are trying to do these things to the Discovery Crew, whether it's like espionage or try to undermine them and Tyler's like like no, I don't know if I do that because this crew knows he's kind of warning them to like not try to attempt any of that against them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Which I like, yeah. and I do like also
2: that the admiral gave control of the whole Red Angel situation to Discovery and mm-hmm. took it away from Section Thirty One.
0: Right. But I also, you know, and I think some other highlights is I like watching all of these. I like watching all of these scenes with Burnham and Spock. Like they're really beginning to. Because for me, they're becoming extremely memorable. So, yeah, yeah, and there's, I think they're some of like, the best parts of the show, in my opinion. The
2: fact that now, they sort of are the siblings that have each other's back emotionally, and they're, you know, it's kind of nice. Right. It's very nice to see yeah. that for Spark. How
0: did you feel about Culber being back on duty?
2: That was cool. I mean, he, he, especially his reasoning, just like, this This is a serious situation, so yeah, Put me, give me a uniform and I'll help yeah. out. Right. It made sense.
0: Um, well, so... There's a big theory out there that needs discussion, but before we—that I'm not happy about—but um, <laughs> before we go go into that, I, I do want to ask because uh, I was also participating in this on uh, online on a Trek uh, board I post at. But um, so I'll just kind of throw it over to you. How do you envision the sort of season drawing to a close? I mean, do you think that that's what's going to happen with Discovery? Do you think they're going to maybe fling, fling it into the future? Uh, I what? think. That
2: The question you asked Was a very good question The reason, he's, deserves laughing. An answer. The reason
0: he's laughing Is because he sneezed And I had to stop for a second to And now we out What the question was So My question was So this, for the listeners it just doesn't make any sense No and Let's, let's back it, it up And let's not put no, the I'm listeners not, Through this I'm not going to do that Because I'm, ex- I'm trying to explain to them I asked the question He let out a loud <laughs> I, they sneeze They know They were there He let out a loud <laughs> sneeze And then He lost his place So I had to ask it again Um what do you think is going to happen? How do you see the season okay. coming to an end? Do you, do you think that that discovery will get flung into the future?
2: Well, because of... So a few things go into this. I don't think it's a spoiler because... Because
0: you, you seem into that idea when I presented it, but...
2: Yeah, it makes sense. But here's what I do see. I think it's a public domain interview, so I don't think this counts as a spoiler. But Kurt, Kurtzman has been um, saying, the end of this season, it's all going to be explained as to why things look different and all the technology is different. So he's been saying that in interviews. Mm-hmm. So I feel that what's going to happen is something catastrophic that will reset the tech, yep, and like wipe out either part of history or part of the fleet or something, mm-hmm. so that we wind up with Enterprise being the only ship left or something like that or I don't know something like that something big's going to happen where a lot of their tech is wiped out. I don't know how that's going
0: to happen. Well, did you notice that line where Burnham said there's there's seven? So there were seven thousand active starships at that time. Really? She said seven thousand. Really? Yeah. Which no, has no. never been explained before. It's you never it, get a sense of how big how many there are Starfleet yeah. is, and that's probably and that's just hear about
2: Constitution class. That's
0: it. Well, and that's just Starfleet. I mean, that doesn't even. I don't even think that encompasses no, the Federation just, as a whole. Oh, that's, that's right. just Starfleet. Yeah, that's
2: good point. Um, so yeah, that's what I think is going to happen,
0: and I think that we're all going to have beehive hairdos and mini skirts and go-go boots as a result and railings red railings bright colors bright colors yep <laughs> although again I know I revisited a lot. I loved your defiant theory from last season <laughs> they the just covers. liked it yeah they just like they like the colors and thought let's do that this is fab let's do it <laughs> um I, I definitely think that something like that is going to happen although I I have trouble envisioning um season three on looking like if I'm if I'm interpreting you correctly if you're going down this road like I am ha- I have trouble envisioning season 3 onward as being the original series aesthetic
2: but they did it in Discovery right? for an episode? in Discovery? I mean sorry <laughs> Enterprise
0: yeah it, but it looked it was, okay yeah
2: to <laughs> just do that but I'm I, know. I you know what, I honestly, I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen because I don't believe that this show's going to do something that
0: I th- I think what'll happen is, I think it'll be, I think they may do the Enterprise approach where it will be gradual. If you remember, like, toward the end of Enterprise, like, the consoles were beginning to adapt into the sort of color palette that the original series yeah. had eventually, and, like, everything wasn't silver, they're beginning to add splashes of color into things, so I feel like, I feel like it may be sort of a little bit more gradual. If they're, yeah. they're going to head into the original series time. But at the same time, they're also being a little... They're not being very specific because... Do, do they mean the original series aesthetic? I have no idea. I
2: don't know either. Yeah. But for predicting the, the end of the season, here's how we predict it's going to end, right? At a point, they're going to be in pursuit of control, right? Yeah. And they're going to do something that's going to send control... So they see control is all within one ship, right? Send yeah. that ship way back in time. Right. To the what quadrant did the Borgs start in? Mm, come from? The Delta Quadrant. Okay, send them into the Delta Quadrant, right? Mm-hmm. Then, cut to the interior of the control ship, right? Yep. And, you know, you see a lot of just ship stuff, right? You know, nobody's there, right? Cut to the panels, we're seeing it, right? Cut to, I don't know, a beaming area. <laughs> and
0: Transporter room.
2: Yeah, cut to a transporter room. And there's a large cylindrical object. Cylindrical object opens. Arium sits forward. Three dots in the eyes. Borg. Because they grabbed the body of Arium, knowing that it was easy for control to get into that body because it was already mostly mechanical and electrical.
0: I'm not saying I like it.
2: <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just saying that's my wild prediction.
0: So I'm not going to get that specific, but <laughs> okay. um, so I definitely do think that I like the idea that maybe Discovery is going to get flung forward into the future. Um, but I definitely think the Enterprise is going to return.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been reading rumors that the Enterprise is going to play a sort of key role in the last few episodes. Um, and plus, I have to believe that that crew is going to come back because, like... You don't cast Rebecca Romaine Stamos. You don't cast Rebecca Romaine Stamos for is a role. Is she still role. a Stamos? No, I'm sorry. You don't cast Rebecca Romaine okay. for a role for a five-minute scene.
2: Or maybe you do. I don't know. what she been doing lately? I don't. Okay.
0: Not getting anyway. married to John Stamos. Um, so... And and so the rumor, and so one of the rumors actually is that they did actually build an Enterprise bridge set, like a real, yeah, quote unquote original series mm-hmm. bridge set. Yes, and <laughs> I think, well, I don't think it got the rumor got that specific, but it's like that they actually did build a bridge set for uh, the Enterprise. Okay. So it's. I mean, my guess is it's probably going to be because that <laughs> Section Thirty-One ship is bridges a reuse of the Shenzhou Bridge. If you're an eagle Eye viewer, it's the same. I did notice it was familiar, but it's but just deep. Notice. It's just much deeper. It's it's those it's those columns on the top that sort mm. of give it it's that you can tell. Um, but I'll say this back on the aesthetics conversation, which I always try to avoid every episode, but I can't. <laughs> you know, when they did that, um, recap of the cage with the cage footage a couple weeks ago, yeah, that. In my that told me in my head first of all that confirmed to me that yes the people behind the show are definitely huge original series nerds right like that just really confirmed it okay but, but it was, remember
2: they did do the uniforms and then at a point realized oh we didn't put rank stripes on it was a mistake
0: it. it was a mistake
2: <laughs> uh huh just saying. Um, using the word nerd very
0: I can point out one on DS9 like that too okay but I'm not gonna do it just yet um, that to me was a good indication because that because think about it they didn't have to do that they did not have to well, put that in there yeah we already know they brought back Spock and Pike right they didn't know because like, like you know funny. yeah I, I that look that whole thing was not in my opinion was not really to set up the events of what happened in the cage but more to introduce you to Vena
2: yes totally because right. we had no but nothing you didn't know anything about Vena
0: but the thing is. That could have easily been explained in the same way that they explained what happened with the Defiant last season when they went into the true. universe. That's A
2: couple of lines. Right? So, and look, it could Spock just be... could talk to him and say, look, I remember that lady.
0: It could have just been a change in writers or something like that. You know, who knows.
2: No, yeah, that was good.
0: But what that told me was, that kind of reinforced my belief that if maybe we see the... I have, so now I'm beginning to lean toward the idea that if we see the Enterprise Bridge, what if it does look exactly as it looks... In the cage, like in other oh, yeah. words, it's so not as colorful, not as but co- still the same color. But it, but, it, but again though, it do, but what I mean is I don't mean like exactly as it looks in the cage, right? right? But clearly
2: directly inspired, but
0: doesn't have that sort of like big, those big screens, those, the shiny big, those big discovery sort of as the big discovery aesthetic to it. Yeah, like it, like the bridge won't be. In other words, I don't think that the interior of that ship's bridge is going to look like it came off of the same. Like, it was built by the same, you know, right. bad analogy, but like, like oh, it was built by the same people. Like, it came from the same shipyard the Discovery came from.
2: Right. Same designer. Exactly.
0: No. Exactly. So, I think, I mean, I think it's going to have a, if they do show it, I think it's going to have a little bit of a modern look to it. Will it have any goosenecks in it? I would not put that past them. I That'd feel be like they would. Because goosenecks, I, we still see. Goosenecks <laughs> for everybody. So, um. Will Spock be leaning over and looking into his little thing? I mean, look, they they did the recap they did the the, they even had the same sound effect on talos 4 with the blue leaves like i i feel like to me that just tells me that if they were to show and look it's a i feel like it's also a dangerous area to do because you're dealing with the enterprise you have the star of the franchise basically they redesigned the exterior but which was you know obviously a fearful thing for them to do i'm sure but i really genuinely believe that if we do see it it will look very much you know, I would say like ninety-five percent, like it looks on the cage. Honestly, that would be cool. Yeah,
2: it w- it wouldn't bother me one way or the other, but I would like if they'd make it look really similar. Yeah, yeah, and they've done it enough in other shows.
0: And 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 look, here's the thing: if they built that bridge set, it's like, <clears throat> hey, we got another, we got a, we got a bridge set line around. Let's get a whole series going on this. <laughs>
2: yeah, because that's how Hollywood. We got era. a bridge.
0: We got our first set. Let's make, let's make use of it. Let's get. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. Let's. It's one set that's already built for a Pike series. It's like, well, let's get our money's worth now, and we'll. It's uh, not going to be a Pike series. I think. That, I really think this going to be a Pike series. No way! Because
2: you're going to be busy doing Batman.
0: Mm-hmm. I really, I genuinely believe this is going to be a Pike series. Batman,
2: the DC Universe streaming service series.
0: Yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe that that's we're going to see that. Um, um, perhaps the big dilemma, of course, obviously, mm-hmm. is how do you distinguish it from. Discovery having two ships out there but I just think that the draw in would be oh you're doing Pike and Spock and I just think that Anson Mount and Ethan Peck are so good that they could definitely carry their own show I think they could definitely yeah, do me it me too and it would be
2: called World's Finest where one of them is Starfleet's Super- Finest where Ethan Peck is Starfleet's Finest because they were Starfleet's Finest no no, no World's Finest animal. based on the comic book so Ethan Peck is Superman <sighs> Anson Mount is Batman
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: look at Peck without a beard he is Superman
0: Mm-mm.
2: we're getting into bonus
0: content maybe we will see maybe we maybe will maybe we will see smoke without a beard um,
2: alright you will in the next Justice League film
0: in the uh, so, alright so here's what I
2: think you should do though because you're more technically uh, savvy than I you mm-hmm. should make a um, a cut where you have like s- scenes from Discovery yep and when it's interacting with Enterprise you cut in like original series special effects of Enterprise just mm-hmm. to show how silly it looks.
0: Well, they've already—I mean, they did it already with the with with the recap. It's already been done. No, but I mean, like the
2: two ships, you know. Oh. No, no, no hailing from the Enterprise, sir, and then just cuts like the, the
0: shaky model. The model wasn't that. The model was never been that shaky. In all honesty, it was a pretty good model for its day. I've seen that actual model in the Smithsonian. I was at
2: the Smithsonian. and I didn't see it recently, so oh. sort of disappointing. All but, right, so I did see the Batmobile though. Or the
0: Tim Burton film um, Film's and film An Anson movie. Mount was not sitting in it unfortunately no alright so I do so we're we, yeah we're about 40 minutes into our show so we're kind of you know nearing the cap of it and everything like that but I want before we nearing the bonus content uh, before we do this before we end on, before we end this week so the leading theory that I'm seeing and you've been hinting at it and I've been avoiding it because I don't <laughs> I really really I, I just I fucking hate this theory and it's only made worse by the fact that when I if you google Star Trek Discovery Perpetual uh, You want to say Insanity too I do want to say inv- Insanity um, Jesus Christ Infinity Thank you um, If you do and you just hit space after infinity another word comes up after it And it's not awesome Borg Yeah Borg. So
2: here's the so. thing I you know I talked about it a while back because of Arium yeah. Having the white skin you know, like white, white. And um, uh, the thing, when I rewatched it today, I noticed that um, when, what's his name, when Leland is being uh, brought into the consciousness of the control, yep. control says, um, struggle is pointless
0: yeah you texted this to me a little while ago yeah I was like, and I thought and I was like no and I
2: thought to myself well I know struggle is pointless definitely has the same idea as resistance is futile so then I just googled synonyms for resistance and struggles on there synonyms for futile and pointless resistance.
0: I can't believe that you would have figured it out from, mm.
2: I'm an English teacher I'm an English language arts teacher
0: i love to have like a writer for discovering the right now Like, oh you cracked the code you figured it out yeah you, looked at, you went to thesaurus.com <laughs> and that's what it was. Yeah? Yeah. No? Well, so, all of these, so, I was at three different sites today. I think it was io9, comicbook.com, and I forget what the other one was. But they all feel like, they're all leaning toward this, oh, and I iFilm, slash film, I think was the other one. They're all leaning toward this Borg theory. Hmm. And they have all mentioned what you just mentioned about the resist, resistance is futile thing. Okay. But, here's my question now I hate now, I hate this theory. why? because that's not what I want it to be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay well I didn't want the Red angels to be Michael's mom but now I'm rolling with it.
0: Well I'm in the camp that the Borg in my opinion have just been overdone okay, okay. Yeah,
2: that's fair. they're not as cool as I mean they're cool but they're not they're not all that interesting.
0: But, okay, but I'm gonna... I'm, the reason why I hate this theory, it's not It's not for the same reasons why you... I'm not saying it because... It's not for the reasons why you hate... You didn't want Michael's mom to be the thing. That's different. Okay. Because Discovery is a new Trek show, and I and I just don't want it to rely... There's nothing new here. If, the, if it's the board, there's nothing new here. Yeah. Like, it, yes, it's giving us... It's establishing history on a species we've already seen multiple times in the franchise. Yeah. And... I'm like, okay, you know, you're doing, a, you're doing some nostalgia by having Captain Pike and Spock there and the yeah, Enterprise yeah. back and forth, so that's good. Yeah. I just, I don't, and this is my fear for the Picard show too. I don't, we, we live in this world now where everything is just rooted in nostalgia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? In, you know, pop culture and whatnot. And I just, I, I really want to see Discovery do something different and not have to rely on sort of, uh, well, be I should say, Be too reliant on uh, things from Trek's past. Yeah. Okay. Especially when I'm trying to take my Trek hat off. I get that. And it's like being forced back onto my head.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we've enjoyed the season. We have. So far. So if in the last scene they reveal us the Borg, is that really going to ruin what we've seen all season? I don't think so.
0: It just, to me, it's more fun if it's something new and original.
2: Mm. Can't be too new and original. Um, but simply because we're in the same,
0: the thing I was going to ask though, is if it is, I mean, don't forget the Borg were featured on enterprise. Granted they came from the 24th century, but right. But here's
2: the cool thing about that.
0: I remember watching
2: it and even thinking, wow, they somehow were able to bring the Borg in and make it really cool and not feel like they were exploiting it and that was not an easy
0: thing to do no and I the thing is I like that episode but where I'm going with this is that in my opinion brought the entire Borg, that was the last time we sung, we've seen the Borg by the way in the Trek franchise we have not seen them since then right yeah and to me it brought the entire thing full circle because when that episode Ish. ends, no it was definitely full circle because when that episode ends <sighs> it ends with T'Pol and Archer having a conversation Archer finds out that the Borg sent out a distress signal um, to some coordinates deep inside the Alpha Quadrant. And then Paul says, there's no immediate danger because it would take a subspace message at least 200 years to reach the Delta Quadrant, assuming it's, re- it's, re- it's received at it all. Now, before you even speak up... <laughs> okay. Before you even say a word, Archer says, so it sounds like we've postponed the invasion until what? The 24th century? Yeah. And then when... So you fast forward to the 24th century yeah. in q who when Q flings them into the path of that Borg vessel, even though it's not explicitly stated, you could extrapolate that that Borg vessel was heading headed, toward, the headed towards the Earth. Totally. Yes. Totally. So, what I'm asking you to do is find the segue in there. Find the... Okay. Where does Discovery... Where, if this is indeed is the origin of the Borg, where does that fit into this circle?
2: It fits in because, yes, those things all happen and they fit together in a wonderful way, mm. but we don't know where those... Creatures called the Borg came from, started from. They didn't start from the frozen under the ice. They were there. They got there somehow.
0: No, but they sent a distress signal to where they to the Delta Quadrant, where they where they are from.
2: Right, but how did they get to the Delta Quadrant? Well, maybe they were shot back. Maybe control was shot back into the past, and that's where it started. Uh huh. The only thing we haven't gotten is where the Borg came from. Like, where they The birth of the Borg, we've never gotten that.
0: Do we need it? I don't know. I I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. Do we need the birth of the Ferengi? Well, but what I'm saying is, because don't forget, Enterprise is about 100 years before this even takes place. Right. right? And so, we don't know what the Borg of that time are like. Because we've never seen, what do the Borg of the 22nd century look like? Right. That's the thing. So we... um, And they've hinted at sort of like how old the Borg as a species are on Voyager. Um,
2: how old did they say?
0: I forget. But it's... They were definitely around during Captain Archer's time. They definitely existed during that time. Well, right. How they Just deep them? in the Delta Quadrant.
2: Yeah. Right. Deep in the Delta Quadrant. So right. how did but, they get to the Delta Quadrant? How so you're origin- saying it
0: goes. So what you're saying is it potentially goes beyond this. Yes, yeah, so time means, travel is somehow at play here. It
2: means that yeah. So we all that other stuff you say is true, but what we don't know is how did they originate in the Delta Quadrant in the first place?
0: So in other words, it could be maybe they don't fling this into the future. They fling this into the past, in the past into the Delta Quadrant, deep into the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, but in that case, though, I mean, okay. I guess what I'm saying is, if it winds up being the bork, I don't think it's going to be so black and white. I think it'll just be, maybe, ext- like it's not. I don't think it. I think it would just be we as viewers would maybe interpret it as such. I don't think it's going to be very explicit. Like we would know.
2: So they're going to say just like let's. We, like
0: in other words, kind of like yeah, how they handle yeah, it yeah. on Enterprise, right? They. They on the show don't know who they are, but we as the viewers know who they are.
2: Right. So, yeah, they could say, like, what do we do? I don't know. We can only send it into the past. Let's send it into the past in the Delta Quadrant. Right. Like, something like
0: that. There would have to be some sort of indication that, yes, this is the Borg, but it would have to be done in such a way, because I think as far as they are concerned on Discovery, they don't... The Starfleet people of that era... Right, Cause, right, right, right. Because no, I, I don't know how... Yeah. You know, no, we don't know what the... After- hold on, hold on. I see what you're saying.
2: I don't think there's any way that they're going to create the Borg and know that they created the Borg. Right. Yeah, no. They're just going to send control into the past in the Delta Corner. If it happens, that's what I think. But I do think there's a possibility that they will take the body of Arya with them. Because I think it's too similar for that to be a an accident. And that may be where they learn the assimilation thing. Mm. Because remember, she is a mix of organic and electric. You know, and it's
0: now it's now occurring to me too, and it's only made worse by the fact that when um, control takes control of uh, Leyland, and you Mm. see those little things going into him, yes, it's like they're like Borg nanoprobes from Voyager. I'm just, "Mm." I don't want, I don't want this.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, here's the thing. I don't want this.
2: The Borg are too tempting for writers, I think. <laughs> I don't I don't want it, though. Well, I think you're getting it. <laughs> but you're not really getting it, because I truly feel that if this happens, it's not going to matter to the show at what all. What if it's
0: V'ger? I'm pointing because I have the motion picture on the TV behind it. I hope it's V'ger. Yeah.
2: But V'ger, it, it, if this can, if this can um, you know somehow like, ties this into this, the Borg too. if this can close that circle of V'ger being uh, part of the Borg then God bless us everyone because we will truly have our Christmas goose oh boy
0: well and so in, this is what I mean so I mentioned the Picard series earlier see my this is, my fear is you know because the Picard series is in this unique position it's in the 24th century end of the 24th we're century we're finally going past what we're, we know but that shows in the unique position where like characters from the next generation, characters from deep space 9 and voyager because they all exist in that time could settings could appear on that show. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I don't want this show and even discovery by extension. I don't want it to just to be a stage to say, "Hey, let's bring on this and let's bring on this and let's connect this and let's connect that." It would to me if you're going to bring the station Deep Space Nine onto Picard. show. if you're going to bring Riker on there, if you're going to bring you know seven of nine, it has to make sense within. Don't just do it because you can.
2: I I don't expect that honestly.
0: It has to make sense within the. Well, I mean that's story. some
2: people's critique of Discovery. that <coughs> They're just doing it because they can. They're bringing on Spock because they can. They're bringing on Pike because they can. Right. I don't think it's true because I think both of us have enjoyed the stories they've been telling with.
0: But 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 see, I would, it, I would defend Pike in such a way because we've only gotten. I mean, really, I mean, I could say the menagerie, but we've really only gotten one episode with that character, so he's he is a. It is like a new character, right? It's a familiar name, but, but we can Spock. I mean, come on. Of if course, if there is
2: a character that has been used to, let people know it's really Star Trek. It's Spock, right? In the. You know Abrams' verse. We'll see. you bring him on to next gen.
0: I, see, it's like now. See that even then, like because the whole draw of discovering the in the initial days of it was, oh, she's related to Spock. I didn't think that was related answer, to Spock personally, but I get that. But to me, I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that did, that did not dictate to me whether I'm going to watch the show or not.
2: No, I didn't think like, wow, so oh wow, oh now I'm really
0: there. gonna watch it, right? Well, cool. Like Trek shows in. A, in I don't my think opinion, you need Trek that. shows, in my opinion, don't need that hook, no. to get people to watch them.
2: No, I mean, you could say that next gen they called the ship the Enterprise and they didn't have to do that.
0: Well, right, but they did because it was familiar. Right, I think if that you know what it was because I think with next gen, I think it was already scary and controversial enough that you had characters that were not Kirk Spock and yeah. It's like, well, we have to at least have something that's familiar to people. So we have to at least have. Yeah, and it was such a minor thing. It's a totally right. different ship. They
2: just keep the name going out of tradition.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, then they got more daring with Deep Space Nine and then Voyager because right. it's like, oh, now we're doing shows that aren't even set on an Enterprise.
2: But even Next Gen had to bring back original series characters when they could. Right. They felt that need just because they could, right? I don't think that they were integral to the storytelling.
0: Well, they had Bones in the first episode, briefly. Yeah. But after that, I mean. Did you have Scotty? That was way later. That was like season three. And then six. you had Spock. You had. You, well, you had Sarek in season three. Yeah. But then you had Spock in season five for the episode Unification. But the reason that was done was because at that time it was just. It was Trek's 25th anniversary. So it was just sort of their way of. Because don't forget, Worf was in Star Trek Six. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Grant, not that Wharf, but his grandfather. That's what. As yeah, I said,
2: I'm sure that brought a lot of people. Into. It was just their
0: way of sort of tying the the two shows together, just to to acknowledge. But I, but next gen, next gen, and even even DS9 and Voyager, they kind of avoided. Well, if they're trouble with troubles. But what I'm saying is, overall, they kind of avoided this whole making reference to like like Voyager. I think, only makes reference to Kirk once yeah. in seven years. They make reference to Carol Marcus from the Wrath of Khan. But, like, for the most part, Voyager and all those other shows, DS9 and Mission, <clears throat> did not make too much reference to the original series or its, or its contemporaries. Mm. Yeah. All that often. They didn't bring
2: the Borg in, though.
0: So, that's that's what I don't want to see... And Discovery has done a pretty good job of not doing that.
2: We think so. Some people don't. Yeah. I I don't expect it from Picard show, whatever it's called. Is it actually called Picard? Do we know that for sure? They haven't announced the
0: the official title yet. Uh, The rumor is is that it's called Star Trek Odyssey.
2: Huh. Okay. Whatever. It better not be a ship name.
0: Could be a ship name though. The Odyssey. Well, you know, a lot of... It isn't. There was an Odyssey on DS9. See. Destroyed by the Jem'Hadar when they first encountered them in the episode the Gemini. See that? And it was a galaxy-class starship. See that? Yeah. So... Um,
2: I, I... I... A lot of... As I've said before, a lot of my faith in Picard is that... Um, Patrick Stewart, as an actor, I don't think would do it if it was, like, cheap...
0: No. Cheap... And... Uh, I think he, and I think he as much as said that.
2: Yeah. Right. He, he wants to do something unique with it. But do we think we're going to see people from Next Gen?
0: I think we are. I I think we are. I I think we're going to see people from next gen, maybe DS9 and Voyager. I think we will eventually. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing, though. Like, if, if say, Picard, I don't know, we don't know what the plot of the show is, right? Let's just say for, let's just say for, let's just speculate and be like, okay, let's say he's some like ambassador going, you know, whatever. He's not a captain anymore. And say he has to meet somebody (laughs) and he meets them at Deep Space Nine. That's cool, but like to the one, to the people who because I've I've known people who only have Tunnel Vision for Next Generation and that's that. Yeah. I mean, I think they know what DS Nine is anyway. But well, he does drop off. It's just a setting, Cisco. right? So it's like to the to somebody who may even be watching this for the first time, having not seen anything before. It doesn't matter. They don't. They don't know what that is. Yeah. It's just a space station. Yeah, and we are like, oh, we know what place that yeah. is. Yeah, and he
2: can just go in. and He can just give a look, like a. I remember this place. Kind right. of thing. And That's all we need. We don't right. need a whole and that's what I mean that's we don't need old man Cisco to
0: come out and be like hello well and, Mr.
2: Picard.
0: Well, and see and that's the kind of fan service that I'm okay with <laughs> so what I say is if you're going to bring Riker in for an episode if you're going to bring Major Kira in for an episode if you're going to bring in Seven of Nine it's going to serve a purpose it's got yeah because that's why in generations you don't have remember the beginning when it starts off with Kirk and Chekhov and Scotty on the Enterprise D on the Enterprise B, they're hmm. launching The Enterprise B. That was supposed to be Kirk Spock and McCoy, but the reason why Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly didn't do it was because they felt like those other two roles weren't written like they could have been filled by anybody.
2: Yeah, it was just a cameo. Exactly. And they weren't gonna do it. And so I mean, that, yeah, will be. You have
0: to write a role that makes sense for For whatever character you're bringing on, if it's from existing lore, oh, of course. Don't you don't don't do it. Make sure it's meaningful. Don't just do it where anybody could do it. I truly
2: expect that that will be the case.
0: Yeah, and I do think Discovery's done the same thing, right? Which is why it works. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, Spock. I understand. You know, did they have to use? Did they have to use Pike? No. But at the same time, you could say. It doesn't matter because Pike at that time was really just a one-dimensional, one-episode character. So it's like, hey, if we're gonna bring in a captain, let's bring in Captain Pike, and, and we can explore his and, character. And plus, if you want to bring in Spock, you kind of have to bring in Pike because we exactly. know Spock was with Pike. Exactly. Right. So it makes, to me, it made sense. In yeah. Way. But it also gives us some history. This is not a, we we haven't had seven years of this character on another show already. We've we've had one episode and and two movies in, in the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, but it's a character again. I say it might as well be a new character because we've he, Pike has never been fully explored before. Yeah, and I think it's a great character. Yeah,
2: but yeah, it's true. They're not looking for like, oh, the Pike I know wouldn't do that because we don't know. Because we don't know. Yeah.
0: So, um, anything more you want to discuss before we kind of wrap this? Um,
2: wrap no, this? just um, I'm you know I'm excited to see where three, it goes. Three episodes left. I truly am. Um, not knowing what to expect. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think more than any time this season, I'm just, like, I can't wait. Like, as soon as it's available on CBS All Access, I'm going to yeah. stream it
0: immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, you I'm saying? I mean, I've been doing that all season, but we're really getting into the... We're really at the meat of it all now. And I, I'm beginning to sort of... Even though things are all still sort of up in the air, I'm beginning to... be, I'm starting to see them come down a little bit and get a little bit more tied together. Mm. I'm beginning to see all the ends come together a little bit. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. but it's definitely going taking us in, in directions I wouldn't expect. But, yeah. Um,
2: I don't think we expected control at all.
0: No and and the reason because because Black that was the writer's fault. Well, because control wasn't mentioned like early yes. on, it was like halfway. We're like, wait, now what is this? Yes, I still. And it like, became that, prevalent
2: throughout yes. every episode since. Control could have been mentioned a couple times before it showed up as the main baddie, but they yeah, didn't. see, that's that's, so that's, bad what bad that's
0: what I don't that's what I don't understand. But I guess the thing is they didn't. What is that expression? Don't put all your eggs. Is it don't put all your eggs in one basket?
2: That's an expression. I don't know yeah. if that fits. Well, no. What I'm
0: saying is don't put all. They didn't throw it all at us in, in the first episode. Well, yeah, but. but because I think it would just—I think that would have been—I t- think it would have been too much to throw in in one episode. But right. to your point, they could have mentioned—but you're not saying necessarily for the first episode. yeah, they could have mentioned it earlier than that. Yeah, if control is so vital sort of to the
2: decision making of Starfleet, wouldn't it have come up before? Like, oh, right. we got to check with control first, or like, well, control suggests we should do this.
0: This could probably probably be why by Picard's time or, or Kirk's time, they're always talking to admirals on screen. It's like. No, because there's no AI for us to consult. We've got to, we've got to consult with all these admirals now.
2: Yeah, admirals yeah. were almost always evil and shitheads. Well,
0: admirals are always corrupt on Star Trek, I'm sorry to say. Except... They're almost always corrupt. Admiral Kirk. Well, I mean...
2: Look
0: he, was at an him. Uh, he wasn't an admiral very long. He wasn't admiral very long. I mean, and not to say he was corrupt, but look at what he did.
2: I bet Admiral um, Archer was good,
0: though. One would
2: hope. He was a solid dude. Ethically sound.
0: Yeah. We all know it. So that's going to be the next series. That's going to be it. the
2: Admiral Archer
0: Chronicles. I would not be against that. I know, I, you, I know you would. You would love that. I would love it. I still think they should. Be, I still think they could bring Enterprise back. Archer and DePaul give us that, the Love Nest and give us that six-year gap. Um, cool. Well, we'll be back um, next week for the next episode, which the name of it I do not know.
2: Um, <laughs> in the the preview, didn't give us much of anything. No,
0: they're just, they're going back to the, um they're going back to the Klingon.
2: Yeah. Which, I'm not, I know you won't be too happy about that. I just, but hey, if they can close that loop and bring Klingon back into it and have it make sense, maybe that's cool.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, really quick. Um, I'm still waiting for the, for the D7 Klingon ship. That we saw the, yeah. polygra- so like, I'm that's hoping true. we do see that this season. You're not worried
2: about um baby Volk? Eh.
0: But Evoke's evoke going to be in it
2: next time.
0: Yeah, the um, okay. So, sorry, I just I was looking as you were talking. So, the the next episode is called "Through the Valley of Shadows." Very cool. Sounds title. ominous. Very cool title. I, I love these episode titles, like as I mentioned before. They're very they inv- they evoke a, they invoke the D- DS 9s uh, episode titles, hmm. which I really yeah. like. The uh, interesting
2: thing about the pre- the upcoming you know clips, whatever it's called, is that through the Valley of Shadows, they're going to. They say, like, oh, you have to tell us about this place. What do you know about it? And the the planet they're going to, one mm-hmm. of the Klingon planets, and it's got to be that monastery planet where they sent the baby. So mm-hmm. that means this is going to be connected to, Kal- what's it called? Kales? The oh. the god of... Kalesh. Um, Kalesh, yeah. You're so not it's going to be connected so. to Kalesh somehow because yeah. this is, they're going to the the, the monastery planet. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the baby is. Because hmm. remember, they have to send the baby off as part of the deal to right. be raised at the monastery. That's right. So maybe these signals. Because remember, Doctor Burnham doesn't know shit about the signals.
0: Right. No, I was trying to think about that. And I was just wondering, like, are they just are they just places she's been to?
2: Yeah. Like, is she lying? But I don't really. But don't... she's
0: made more jump. I I, always, I was like, it's got to be like her jumps or something like that. But she jumped no. hundreds of times. So like, yeah. it's the light of Calus. Calus. Stop saying Calus. It's Calus.
2: I speak a different dialect of Klingon.
0: on... It's Kalus. The so, light of Kalus. Yes. Um, Maybe. I don't know. All, all right, know. so yeah, we will be back um, next Saturday to uh, discuss Through the Valley of Shadows and... But remember, don't forget
2: to tweet us. Where do you listen?
0: <sighs> Are, Are you, you driving in, in your car? Um, Are you at, climbing a mountain? At Disco Podcast and... Are you painting the house? And uh, before next Saturday... Our second podcast kicks off. That's true. Based it's around true. The, the, oh, the 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 zone, the new Twilight Zone. Yep. Uh, that show begins. So the new sh- the new Twilight Zone premieres on the first, mm-hmm. which is Monday in the U.S. I don't know where, not internationally or anything like that, but. So we will have an episode for that released um, on our new on our other podcast uh, at for approval f o r yes. on Twitter.com. If You can't uh, tell we're trying to get
2: us sponsored by CBS All Access.
0: Right, exactly. We want we just want free access. Next we have the
2: something. NCIS podcast. Oh, no, oh no. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, really, I mean, if we do a Picard podcast, it's like CBS, like you know. Yeah, but Come we on. still
2: are not doing that NCIS, um, You know, Maryland whatever it's called. <laughs>
0: NCIS I love to see like an NCIS like Idaho NCIS <laughs> <Yes>, Springfield Mass. <laughs> <laughs> um oh they could use that probably right it's not a very safe city I don't think
2: ah it's, uh, Springfield is on the grow
0: um
2: Springfield is the city on the grow
0: it's springing up uh so we will have uh yeah so that is yeah for approval FOR approval Um, There's our Twitter handle and it's called As Timeless as Infinity.
2: As Timeless as Infinity.
0: A Twilight Zone podcast which we are going to actually record a pre-episode for that momentarily to release.
2: You don't need to know
0: that. You don't need to know that.
2: But let us know where you listen and why you think we're great.
0: Alright, see (laughs) you next week.